Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the college football championship game going on tonight in New Orleans. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, drinking and uh, hooking up going on. We were just talking about the new law they're talking about in New York, where if you've, if you've had anything to drink, it's it's rape. You didn't, they, they, you can't consent if you've been drinking. There'll be a lot of that in New Orleans tonight, I'm guessing. Two undefeated teams, LSU and Clemson. See what happens. Tell you what, that, uh, that uh, proposed uh, rape law in New York makes a guy glad he's, uh, you know... Older and homely, frankly. Wow. Um, we got this yeah, crazy. We got this text, and first I thought I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to read it. It's kind of interesting. As a Lyft driver, I love picking up Walk of Shame riders on Sunday morning. <laughs> I usually have the Sinatra show on the local jazz station. I don't know why he's trying to create a mood of some sort, he or she. Anyway, watching their face in the rearview mirror is always interesting. Either they look like they're going to cry... Or they have some dreamily satisfied expression on their faces. And I'll bet that's probably true. Yep, those are the two outcomes. <laughs> I can attest, Your Honor. That's pretty rough, though. They'll look like you're going to cry. Oh, that's, boy. that's rough. Oh, golly. 
Oh, boy. He likes to look at that? Yeah. Passes the time, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would like to look at that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah the but walk that, of shame, the ride of regret. Yeah. Oh, but that's fairly common, though. That, and it, it's probably as polar opposite as that. Yep. A big headline today that we ought to talk about at some point. Women outnumber men in the American workforce for the for only the second time. It's because of the patriarchy, of course. Uh, and I it's a men-dominated world. Right, they I get wanna... all the breaks. That's why there are more women in law school and medical school and uh, getting all the scholarships and graduating. And... Honors classes in high school, undergrad, PhD, uh, uh, every single level. Medical school, more women than men. But we need to... You know, tamp down on men, crush men for the good of of women, according to morons. But there are there are plenty of good, smart, practical women who understand. Little boys have challenges. Little girls have challenges, and they both need uh, to be looked to. Uh, but that's you know, it's not the uh, narrative you get peddled from the college camp eye and the uh, liberal media. But anyway, uh, women in the workplace brings us to the troubling case of one Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth, as you might know, is a uh, movie starlet, an actress who's uh, branched off into marrying members of Coldplay, having quirkily named children, divorcing aforementioned band members, and then no, they, starting they her didn't own divorce. company. They uh, what did they call an enlightened separation, or what, an aware decouplement, or a conscious, conscious uncoupling? There Thank you, go. you, Hanson. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway. And she's got her company, Goop, which we've talked about. Here's the problem for guys like us. We're here to entertain you. And wacky stories, funny stories, quirky stories are good. On the other hand, we're not guys who like to be manipulated. We're kind of stubborn that way. And Goop, in my mind, has drawn close to, if not equaled, PETA, or do you say PETA? In their ability to get headlines mm. intentionally. So you think they're doing it on purpose? They put out something 100%. outlandish? 100%. Gotcha. 100%. Peter calling for a, a boycott of Kentucky Fried Chicken because the chicken on the commercial and everybody says it. Right. Nationwide. But she legitimately sells out at these various events she has, big dollar tickets to a bunch of weirdos who come in and buy her products. That's real. A bunch of upper middle class women with too much money and too little sense. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and she gets headlines by selling outrageous things um, and, and knows it'll get attention. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's a new one today. Our beloved uh, uh, coworkers, our staff here, sent it our way. 20 listeners maybe said, hey, guys, you see this? Which we appreciate. You can email that stuff anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgiddy.com. Goop is now selling a candle that allegedly is scented like Gwyneth Paltrow's private parts. You heard me. Well, yeah. $75 for this candle, and it's sold out. Yeah. Um, Am I, are we supposed to make mirth and oh, ah, oh, ah? Well, it's I'm, clearly a publicity Yeah, stunt. but in my experience in the past is there's there's a lead story like that that I sometimes skip over. And then the other, uh, st- further down the list stuff is usually pretty interesting, though, that I think they're serious about. Oh, the, the crap that they're selling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they are. Well, this is a woman who they claims... They actually sell it. ...that if you speak harshly to water, 
that it'll be unhappy do you water think, or so, kill your plants? So something? do you think that's part of a crafted, I'm going to be so weird and out there and get a bunch of attention and make money off of it? Or is she actually that weird? Because I've read these interviews with her, and she claims that after she takes a flight, she goes immediately to a steam room and steams out the toxins that she got in her body on the plane and stuff like that. Yeah. I think all that's true. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And that she thought you could... Say mean things to water or something. I don't. I don't remember that one. Right. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of a reaction on social. Twitter has gone wild over the the JJ candle. Yeah, I oh, think that tires me. I out. think that's clearly just to get attention. Yeah. Here's some uh, links you can click on if you you haven't had enough after reading this article. Uh, six terrible and potentially dangerous health tips from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And the nine worst Gwyneth Paltrow beauty tips of all time. Yeah, that's pretty good. She's a weird bird. Gwyneth Paltrow's website went after a doctor who keeps debunking its health advice. Here's what you should know about the feud. A little clickbait for you. $75 candle. <laughs> I don't care if it smells like the gates of heaven. I'm not spending $75 on a damn candle. So they did a ma- facial recognition is controversial and growing in popularity, and I, they use it in China, and I think it's coming to the United States, and it's going to be here to stay whether you like it or not. But anyway, San Diego, and people didn't know this was happening, did a massive seven-year experiment with facial recognition technology. You didn't know what was going on. We I got, didn't. We got the details of what they found out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Starts on Wednesday, it looks like, or at least they're going to send over the articles on Wednesday and then what the Senate does with it. I, I've, I've heard from people who claim they know what they're talking about, that it's a minimum of a couple of weeks it will take. What game is being played at this point with messing with the, the Democratic election? I don't know, because if it's going to take a minimum of weeks. Well, like the Iowa caucuses and everything. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you, could, you start it next week. They will be. Two of the top candidates will be in Washington, D.C. all day, every day. Right. For the two weeks leading up to the Iowa caucuses. Yeah. Here's here's my question. What does it mean Do they actually deliver the articles of impeachment to the Senate? Do they, like, is there a horse and carriage, or does Nancy just walk over there, or is it like one of those pneumatic tubes banks have? <laughs> I don't even know. Passenger pigeons. I hereby deliver the articles of impeachment. Or it's just, like being served uh, you know, papers. You just email them and there's a PDF? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, here's the only thing I'll throw in about this, since, as we've mentioned several times, a consultant told us nobody's interested in this stuff. <laughs> so I guess I'm just saying it for my own entertainment. Um, I do I do want to talk to somebody smart. Do we have Lon He on later this week? Or I want to talk to Mark Halpern, somebody. Any chance my conspiracy theory is right? That this whole game of delaying is because Nancy Pelosi does not want Bernie or Elizabeth to be the nominee. She knows she'd be doomed. Turnout would be down. She'd lose her speakership. They'd lose the presidency. I don't that's know. That's my conspiracy theory. I don't know if that's the reason, but it's sure true. It could be. 
Oh, they're terrified of one of the socialists winning the uh, primary. She had an opportunity to make sure the socialists are sitting in D.C. leading up to the caucuses, and she made that happen. Right. So don't mess with me. Okay. Mean as a snake. San Diego, California, at the center of a national debate about surveillance, privacy concerns, and facial recognition technology. I've accepted Maybe the theme of the show today is just accepting things you cannot change. Mm. I've accepted the fact that we live in a surveillance state and it's going to just grow in my lifetime. There is nothing that's going to be done about it. No, no. I mean, well, okay. Maybe you can slow its growth and make sure the right thing is done with the information that's gathered. But, man, it's out there. I was, and listen, this stuff is not simple. I was talking to a bunch of coppers the other day. And they're using the license plate capture technology that we've said are too widespread. Nobody Re- voted on Remember this. when you voted for uh-huh. the cops to go around and track your license plates so they know everywhere you go all the time? Remember when you voted for that? No, no, it was never a conversation. It just started happening. And it's the stuff of East Germany, the Soviet Union, Iran, if you will. On the other hand, I was talking to a bunch of cops the other day. You got these uh, gangs coming out of mostly the Bay Area, California, breaking in everybody's cars and stealing everything. And the way they're catching them is through that technology. They figure out, all right, where's that happening? What cars were there? Oh, it's those cars. Those That car just went through this intersection. Let's get them. Yeah, and you and could, they're, they're busting bad guys. Sure, and you could practically eliminate crime if you have a police checkpoint every six blocks everywhere you go all over right. the country. Exactly. That's the difficulty of it. Um, San Diego is at the center of this, though, because they were doing, and I didn't know it, you didn't know it, for seven years they've been experimenting with facial recognition technology. But you probably remember, because Marshall did the story, the California legislature passed a three-year ban on facial recognition technology in California fairly recently. So that ended San Diego's program. Hmm. As of midnight on December 31st, they were done, because you can't do it in California right now. It's funny, I'd forgotten the whole state outlawed that. Yeah, there are too many laws. San Francisco did it first, and then the three-year ban for the state. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. I, I, I want to slow this stuff down. Right. But uh, Yeah, let's talk about the pros and cons, please. In but t- it'll make you safer. Uh, since 2012, San Diego has compiled over 65,000 face scans and tried to match them against a massive mugshot database. It's almost completely unclear how effective the initiative was, with one spokesperson saying they're unaware of a single arrest or prosecution that stemmed from the program. Sounds to me, though, like they were in this experimental phase, and I'm not sure it was set up to try to prove it worked at this point. Mm. Um, facial recognition technology that focused on unique textures and patterns in the face, ear shape, hair, skin color, using the distance between the eyes as a baseline. Extra beady. Oh, yeah. I'd be EB. Extra beady. Exactly. Unless Eyes like a ferret. In less than two seconds, the software compares those unique identifiers to a mugshot database of 1.8 million images collected by the San Diego County Sheriff's Office. There's Joe Getty again. He's gained weight. Why is he stumbling around the gas lamp still? He has a radio show at 6 a.m. Yep. And so uh, San Diego Police Department equipped officers uh, in the new division with devices that help them identify homeless people, for instance, who, who often don't have any ID. And you could actually walk up to people, take a picture of them, wait a couple of seconds, and see what shows up. Oh, you know, I hate to talk about the usefulness of this sort of thing because it scares me, but... You got your uh, violent uh, bum or junkie 
hurt somebody, steal stuff, whatever, you write them a citation, you're never going to see them again. Nope. What are you going to say? Harry guy, one squinty eye, sometimes hangs out on 6th Street. Wearing kind of dirty clothes, shuffles when he walks. You know the guy. Home address, over there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I suppose you could find people that way, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It ain't more liberty, I'll tell you that. Listen, well, I'll give you an example how it, how it works sometimes in practice. Um, ICE agent told the Center for Investigative Reporting about the about using the handheld device during a warrant sweep in Oceanside. He ran a man's photo through his system, and he found that the suspect was in the country illegally and had a 2003 DUI conviction in San Diego and therefore a mugshot. I whipped out my smartphone and snapped a quick photo and submitted for the search. The subject looked inquisitively at me, not knowing the truth was only eight seconds away. I received a match of 99.96%, which revealed several prior re- re- arrests and convictions. And when I showed him his booking photo, his jaw dropped. So you got some guy shuffling around with no idea, and you just say, hold on, take a picture, wait a few seconds. This, this is you. Yeah. In 2003, you did this. In 2005, you did that. Now, like, used that way? Obviously, I love that. I couldn't Sayonara. be more in as they say in Mexico. Um, now, San Diego stopped working with ICE and uh, Customs, Enforce- Customs Enforcement Agencies. We all know what that politics of that is. Oh, yeah. In working with this sort of stuff. Huh. It would seem to me that we used to bring this topic up years ago. I mean, like, classic talk radio used to be... Um, you know, should we have a national ID? People wouldn't even allow a national ID card. Right. You can only have states' driver's licenses because you don't want to have a federal database of all of our information. Well, now they're going to have our faces and every bit of information about us that exists everywhere we've gone. Right. I mean, at a point soon to come, the idea of your license plate being captured will be quaint. Oh, sure. Because like in China, your face will be captured everywhere you go. So the government will always know where you, you've gone. And and listen... Uh, Look, you went a into a government of, building, you didn't have to go in there. That's a, that's a public place. Also, you go to the airport, you know, that you don't have to fly, but if you fly, you're going to get your picture taken. Right. There is no presumption of privacy in public. Um, The, the courts have ruled that, but uh, der, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you know... I don't want to be too negative or too much of a downer, but the idea of this country is that we're citizens. We own the government. The government works for us, and it only exists at our pleasure in the form that we find best and in, in, in the size that we find best. But we've been making this tradition or transition rather slowly but surely into becoming subjects of a giant, powerful apparatus. And that makes all the difference in the world, but I don't think people care much. They're they're entertained. They're looking at their smartphones, or they think there's nothing they can do about it. So why make yourself all miserable? See, I think that if you have a bunch of Antifa types beating down citizens in the street in Portland, for instance, mm-hmm. for no good reason, um, well, for political reasons, which is awful. Right. Um, I love the idea that if they can get just a you know if they can get a picture of their face, that's why people are going to be wearing masks all the time. Already that's why do. that's why you get you get a picture of your face, you can catch them and bust them. I like that. The problem is. That very same technology will be used for Tea Party rallies in the future. Yeah. Because you'll say, well, Tea Party, it's the same as Antifa. They're all a bunch of racists. We've been told that by coworkers. Tea Party was all about racism. You didn't know that? It's funny. I was heavily involved in the Tea Party. Had no idea it was about racism. Because <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, never came up. 
Um, but it's about racism, so it'd be all right to run those through a data bank and have those, you know. Well, put, it's a racist group, yeah. Yeah, put me in the uh, put me in the racist file with my picture because I was yeah. at one of those events. That's the way it will be used in the future, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt, in yeah. my lifetime, assuming I don't get hit by a bus today. Fight it! Fight it! I'm going to try not to get hit by a bus today. That's good advice. I'm mm. going to try not to eat one of the cupcakes that's just hit. One of our ah! coworkers just walked in with two trays full of homemade cupcakes. Have you had one? Ah! Hanson usually gives in on the food. Who no? who wants that? Cupcakes? Seriously. <laughs> oh, boy. Not me. Probably starts this week. Debate tomorrow night. Got a four-way tie in both of the first two states, so all four of those people will be on stage. If you're into that sort of thing, you're into it. If you're not, you're not. I'm not even sure what impeachment begins means, because nobody's quite sure how it's going to go. Right. We'll let you know when it happens, and not until then. Uh, Thank you for the Rush music. Neil Peart, the drummer and lyricist from the band, has died prematurely. Uh, You know what I haven't mentioned so far today is he turned me on to a lot of libertarian thought in my teenage years. As the lyricist of the band, he was an objectivist and the rest of it. He's kind of uh, evolved, but he considered himself a bleeding-heart libertarian, a left-leaning libertarian, which probably you know deserves more discussion at some point. But um, I think I'm probably sort of like that in a lot of ways. Uh, a couple of stories for you that are utterly divorced from the, uh, the politics and the outrage of the day. Number one, a, uh, a, a well-known bar in certain sections of San Francisco, California, has closed at least temporarily. And suddenly, the owner has shut down the 70s and 80s themed establishment to pursue his dream. His staff is not pleased about it because that's what they do for a living. Evidently, he just posted a note said the bar's closed for a while. Here's what the note said. The uh, name of the bar is the Cozy Car, by the way. With, <laughs> brace yourself now, both Cozy and Car are spelled with a K. <laughs> That's great. That is wacky. He writes, <clears throat> 2020 has been a bizarre year already for the Cozy Car. Well, the owner has walked away from the bar to become an exotic dancer. I received this text today. I'm sorry, that was posted by, like, the assistant manager. Um, here's what the owner said specifically. Is this a male or a female? A feller. Okay. I've wanted to be a male exotic dancer since I was in diapers. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, okay, an odd well, childhood. Since you were young, but... I, in diapers? Or even five. Look, so he's prone to exaggeration. Uh, I've wanted to be a male exotic dancer since I was in diapers. I'm 50 years old and think that the time is now. Well, it's not getting better every day. It may seem crazy the to you. The audience is not going up every day. It may seem crazy to you. Check. <laughs> but I believe that it's never too late to pursue your dreams. I've taken years of pole dancing lessons. My moves are incredible. My routine is magical. When I close my eyes, <laughs> magical. When I close my eyes, I hey, where'd that bird go? <laughs> that is some magic. I don't want to know. <laughs> my moves are incredible. My routine is magical. When I close my eyes, I see see this thing, a sign. I see my name in bright blue neon lights with a purple outline. It's a very specific vision. 
Magical routine. How many scarves are you going to pull out of there? <laughs> and this name is so bright and so sharp that the sign, it just blows up because the name is so powerful. It says Sam Young, Chippendale's dancer. Wow, going to go for the big time. I don't think they hire just anybody. I doubt they hire a lot of 50-year-olds, even if you're really good and in shape. Now, the cozy car with Kay's staff writes, tags on, I'm doing my best to convince him to allow us to open the bar again. He wants the entire staff to fly to Vegas to see him on stage before he even considers, considers allowing us to open the bar again. This is actually happening. We will keep you posted, the cozy car staff. That's why the you note so, on the door to their customers. Why are you sit down today, honey? Oh, looks like I lost my job. How come? Place closed. Why? Owner's pursuing his dream of being an exotic dancer, so he closed down the place. <laughs> oh, um, okay. What, with the owner? Sam? Isn't he, Sam like 50? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's flown to Vegas and has demanded that we all come to see his debut or he won't open the bar. All right. So you want me to book you a flight? I'm the wrong audience for this. I don't want to see 50-year-old men dance naked, so I don't know. You know why? Racism. All right. (laughs) Uh, And my other story that is utterly divorced from any sort of outrage or politics, uh, we are going to post this video for you at armstrongandgetty.com so you can find it quickly. Under hot links, Hanson? No. It'll just be on the page. This guy, he's a YouTube dude. He was having issues with some bastard stealing his packages. Porch pirate. So what did he do? He built a bait box, an exploding box full of poop. Not like C4 or grenade exploding, but enough explosive force to hurl the poo everywhere. And he left it outside with hidden cameras set up to catch the local package thief. And indeed, the local porch pirate finally showed up, took off with the bait box, and it explodes in the car, covers him with poo. Cool. It is one of the best things I've ever seen. I wish the government, you know, the zillions of dollars the government wastes. Can the government equip everybody with a porch pirate exploding poo bomb, please, so we could end this? But anyway, it's fun to watch, and it's at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Or it will be in a moment. Give us a minute. Cory Booker was running for president. He is no longer. He has dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Disappointing his follower. Here is another was going to be candidate, but never quite made it that far. People were seriously talking about Michael Avenatti as a presidential <laughs> candidate back when he was uh, on every dang show. How many times was he on CNN? Like 150 times? Yeah, he was practically a CNN anchor. Yeah. And seriously being considered a presidential candidate because he was representing that Stormy Daniels, who he ended up stealing from because he's a scumbag. This news is out because his trial is about to start against Nike. He was $15 million in debt when he went to extort Nike for 20 Wow. Uh, luxury-loving lawyer Michael Avenatti was $15 million in debt when he tried to extort Nike. Manhattan federal prosecutors charge in new court papers. The government expects that the evidence in trial will show that at the time, he was uh, way behind on his Ferrari, his boat, and his plane. Oh, boy. He bought a plane. Wow. How crazy is that, dude? And he was $15 million in debt? Yeah. But he's rocking the plane, the boat, and the Ferrari. He was probably doing the, well, you know, various pyramid scheme guys have the same idea. If I can appear to be crazy-ass rich, so rich, I wouldn't steal your $100,000. Why would I bother? 
Then I'll get people to give me my money. Okay, that, give me their money. That might be because I was, I was thinking he's just actually a lunatic. But well, that he, could be too, but, honestly. Well, there's a story over the weekend about a woman, and this was years ago. She became some big deal in New York in the world of finance, and it was all phony. It was um, it was the it was the thing where you look like you're successful, so people think you're successful and invest. Which and was part of Jeffrey Epstein's game for a long Jeffrey time. Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. things, yeah. obviously. Uh, well. It's, it's throughout history, but he, I could see he would have been done. He could, he could have been thought. Look, I've been launched to the national stage. Everybody knows my name. I have a plane and a Ferrari. I live in L.A. All of a sudden, movie stars, athletes, everybody, they come to me with their cases because right. I'm the big deal, and I'll get out of debt. And I show them a big deal by picking them up on my, my private plane and driving them there in my Ferrari and all that sort of stuff. So that right. that could have been a, a theory. Yeah. Yeah, or he could be one of those guys who just can't say no to his impulses. Oh, my God. Yeah. $15 million upside down. Boy, the boat, the plane, and the Ferrari, that's pretty impressive. I'm guessing it was a pretty nice boat, too. I'm not picturing a dinghy. God, that is amazing. God, he was... I, I he can't, was docking his dinghy everywhere he could, too. I'm guarantee you that. I can't think of anybody who fooled so much of America as that in, in, in my lifetime. I mean... He, Tucker Carlson had him nailed earlier than anybody I know of, calling him creepy porn lawyer and saying he's a complete fraud and phony and it'll all come out. But yeah. um, he was taken very seriously by a lot of people. Yeah. It's that uh, enemy of my enemy thing. All of a sudden you start assigning all sorts of beautiful and admirable characteristics to somebody just because they're fighting against the guy you don't well, like. He, would, he was showing up to awards banquets and getting standing ovations right. from women yeah. because he was such a champion of women while he was stealing from Stormy Daniels. Right. And allegedly slapping her out his girlfriend. I'm not sure how that came out, but it doesn't a, matter. A broke stripper with kids yeah. who finally had a chance to make some money. He was stealing from her, and people were cheering him. And like all of it. Because he was anti-Trump. He, he wasn't supposed to get 10%, and he took 20 No, he was taking all of it. Yeah. I mean, just a complete either lunatic or just scumbag. Yeah. Really yeah. wild story. They, they need to make a TV show about that or movie or something, because it's, it's something. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I love listening. I don't have one handy, or I'd play it for you, but I love listening to those uh, compilations of tape where people are touting him as a possible presidential candidate. So funny. So funny. Well, he's anti-Trump. And of course, it's kind of funny that the guy from The Apprentice <laughs> ran for president, too, honestly. But hey, dee, 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 dee. You see? I got one more fun on um, that article I mentioned earlier about uh, the digital nation, what the, the last 10 years did to us. Mm. It's kind of interesting. Among other things on the way, uh, hit real quick with the, the Oscar nominations came out today. Just the headline. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Corporate media narrative last week that Trump has united Iranians against us, which was dumb at the time, and smart people knew it was wrong, yeah. uh, was really laid out as uh, incorrect over the weekend, as you saw thousands and thousands of, of uh, young Iranians uh, really in some violent protests there against their government uh, over the weekend. Mostly around the shooting down the plane. And lying about it, yeah. And lying about the, it. The uh, United Iran lasted about as long as the Trump market crash after Election Day back in 2016. But yeah. 
They got to say something, so they say crap. (laughs) Iran's only female Olympic medalist ever defected over the weekend with a blistering attack on her government. Wow, I missed that. About the millions of oppressed women in Iran and how she can't stand for it any longer. Good for you, sister. So she also not united against Trump. She'll be mildly to significantly afraid for her life, for the rest of her life, for saying that. That the country a lot of you sided with. Yeah, because you hate Trump that much? I wore whatever they told me and repeated whatever they ordered. Every sentence they ordered, I repeated. She wrote, angry at being ordered to wear the mandatory hijab headscarf. I'm one of the millions of oppressed women in Iran. Um, and uh, I'm leaving. This this is the way it starts. You know, I'm not saying it's happening this time because who knows. Mm-hmm. But this is the way uh, a Berlin Wall falling down, this sort of thing happens. You know, these little cracks. The students, yeah. the students over the weekend... Her, the president, uh, coming out with support in their language over the weekend in a tweet. Yeah. And listen, this is not like Iraq where, you know, you got the the group thinky, feel good. It's a secular country. All we have to do is knock out Saddam and it'll become France um, that we got from the Bush administration. It'll be a little more complicated than that. But prior to the mullahs... um, Iran was very much a, a progressive, modern, secular society. I mean, you've got some some fundamentalist wackadoos in the hinterlands, but not enough to take over the country or run it, you know, except in the wake of, uh, you know, the whole Shah thing. But if you don't know about that, it'd take too long to explain it to you. But in short, they could become a modern, plugged into the modern world country, part of the world economy, tourism, the rest of it is a beautiful country. I mean, in a big hurry, if we could get rid of the mullahs. But we got to keep saying we're not in favor of uh, regime change. We're not. We're fine. Mullahs, we love the mullahs. Mullahs are good guys. Who's your mullah? Um, but the truth is, the whole world wants to see those nut jobs go. Good for her, though. God bless you. What a brave woman. Got an email from somebody about uh, video games. They had done the similar thing that we had done in our household where they had held off and held off and held off and didn't want to introduce video games into the household, and then they did and immediately thought, yipes, this hasn't been a good idea. Oh, boy. And had to figure out how to uh, navigate it from there. But, um, man, it's 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 something. Hanson, our producer, was mentioning how he feels like it's the, would you say, the best card you've got to play oh, now. Oh, it's a fantastic tool. I love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the best carrot or stick depending on how you look at it. The stick being, I'm taking that away from you. Sure. But, um, uh, yeah, because they care more about that than anything. You have to have something they care about. if you're <laughs> Right. No more turnips if you don't clean the bathroom. <laughs> right. Doesn't work. Be kind of like saying, if you don't do what I want, I won't even start the impeachment. I won't send over the, I won't send over the articles, and you can't do it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but um, yeah. As soon as as soon as video games came into our house, after like a couple of days, my wife and I both agreed. Oh, it's, it's obvious already. This is worse for our household and for them and their time and everything. <sighs> yeah, and their behavior. But I got one kid that's pretty normal, almost completely normal, and and it's fairly normal with him. We limit the amount of time he gets to play, and he does yeah. okay. And he says, "Can I play some more?" And we say, "No." And he goes and does something. But a, but another kid who's clearly addicted to it. Yeah, and he's got problems, and he's got. This sort of set up emotionally for addiction, so I'm not looking forward to when he gets older. But, I mean, he just is full-on attack you, throw tantrums, violence, you know, take it away from him. Yeah. Immediately, within days. Wow. Any restraining on the amount. And watching it just like wide-eyed and glued in, you can't even talk to it. Wow. Is, is interesting how it took over his brain. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the person. And I... I, I 
I was thinking, I, I, I told Laura, I said, this might be the first time he's been able to check out of his crazy brain that makes him uncomfortable in right. his whole life. Right. You know, it brings back, you know, and it's especially poignant as I kissed my uh, my youngest uh, farewell to go back to school thousands of miles away um, this morning in uh, the crack of dawn. Oh, you know, it's probably worth mentioning. So um, I'm rushing around getting ready for work. She's getting uh, ready to go to the airport. It's 5 a.m. Judy's just like gotten up to brush her teeth or whatever and I give her a big hug and kiss and all and I start to tear up and she starts to tear up which makes me tear up more it's a good thing Judy wasn't out there because if there was three of us it never would have stopped we'd still <laughs> be there boohooing anyway uh, but as my sainted mother once said we're blessed to have a family where it makes us sad to part so anyway having said that um, and having raised a kid with issues different from from your sons but so how do you manage that now since that the video games are something very different for him right. than the average right. kid, how do you manage? That? Well, what we've been doing you so get, far, you is... guess, you do your best. It's yeah. hard. Oh yeah, but so far we've been letting Sam play in in secret, basically, because oh. it's not fair that he doesn't get to play because his brother can't handle. Right. right. And um, but it's it's an issue. But it's interesting addiction. I find addiction fascinating because I've got an alcohol thing, and uh, different people have different things, and. Nobody quite understands it yet. Even with all the modern science we've got, they haven't figured out how to handle them, what causes it, why is it causes some people and some people not. How do you stop it? How do you stop it? And if a bum has it, do you give them money or kick them in the ass? But it's always, almost always, you get relief from some torment. Yes. Whether it's drinking or gambling or playing video games, you get some relief for a while, and you crave that relief so much. Right. You have the alcohol. I, I can't stop dancing. <laughs> I was dancing the minute just now. We probably should have mentioned more throughout the show. Sean just is sick. We've had other people retire and leave and all go kinds away. of different things. Yeah, the lawyers away. told us we can't say why. <laughs> Over the years. Even though it was fine. Sean has the fever. Yeah. So he's not here today. So we don't have many people here for final thoughts. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody who's left. There he is, pushing the pushing the buttons in the control room. It's Mike Langelo. All right. Well, sorry about the coffee today, guys. Positive Sean goes out every morning and handpicks the beans and grinds them with love. I got you something from the dollar store. It's instant coffee, I think. So. Yeah, beautiful. Pour some hot water on it. Let's find out together. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? Um... I did, and it flitted out of my head. Why did? Oh, I had a similar uh, conversation with my son yesterday. He had a play date with uh, a friend. First time he's ever had in his life. My youngest. First time he's ever had a play date. Wow. Um, with another kid, and they were they were both really sad to have it end. And I told him the same thing you were just saying that the fact that you're sad that it's going to end is a good thing. It means you had a good time, and we're going to want to do this again sometime. If you're happy to get rid of him, that means it didn't go very well. Right. Right. Uh, and finally, uh, why not? I've mentioned it on and off all day long, and I know it's it's weird with celebrities um, when they pass if it affects you. But Neil Peart, who was the drummer from Rush and a genius, and wrote a bunch of books you should read about life and love and loss and the rest of it, and was a libertarian and a lyricist and probably the best rock drummer of all time. I think when celebrities go, who you really like, you cared about their work. It just reminds you that it uh, it gets us all. Well, not me. Not you. Not me. Oh, good. You're you're the one. Mm. Well, let me uh, get my foreman of religion pants on. <laughs>
One thing I cannot evaluate is drumming. I have no ability to tell what's good drumming and what's bad drumming. Nah, you gotta, For some reason, nah, I just don't. you got to keep the time. Whap! <laughs> Whap! No, that's the wrong place. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Get your waps together and go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the podcast there, the long-form podcast, the, the recaptured show, whatever you want. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? You want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? You feel me? They don't be taking care of their chicken right, you feel me? Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.